Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To learn more about who we are as a community or to financially support Neighborhood, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, everybody. So, <clears throat> for the first time, I think, ever in speaking, I'm actually a little nervous today. This is weird. I, did, I, w- I wasn't going to be, and I'm starting to feel some jitters. Um, and that's because I'm actually going to tell you, this is not part of what I'm talking about today, but um, I'm gonna just going to be talking about some abuse today, so just kind of a uh, trigger warning. I'm going to be going through a couple things in my life and how they pertain to what we're talking about right now. So uh, I'm not going to get into full details, but... Uh, It'll be interesting, stuff that I've not really talked about publicly before. So uh, just giving you that fair warning. Um, it might be a little tough, but it might be great today. It, I know, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about this. So uh, before we get into things, I just wanted to check on all the Packer fans out there. Jeremy Weaver came in today. I could tell he had been sobbing for a long time. Guy loves the Packers. Now, if you know anything about Weaver, that's not true. So, uh, I don't know. I like football, and that was a tough game to watch. I felt bad for those guys, if you are Packers fans. They, w- they played really, really hard. So, uh, what else is news right now? It's been cold for the last couple weeks. I don't think I've left my house or done anything, or if I do, it's a quick trip to the grocery store. So, glad to see that it's warming up a little bit. Mm. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, like Chris said, kind of cold, depressing January. I hope you guys are out there having fun and enjoying it a little bit. What we're going to talk about today, well, if you've been here the last couple weeks, uh, we've been diving into Romans. I have been loving this. I, I can't always say that for when Chris speaks, but this, is, this, <laughs> this, has, been, this has been pretty interesting stuff. And, uh, and actually, that's actually kind of true. I'm, I've known Chris for so many years. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard this one before. This is a really good reminder. But I, I really love what we've been doing with diving into Romans. So we're doing a little bit of an audible, uh, taking a week break, and I'm jumping in. But I'm still going to kind of talk about Romans. I'm going to talk about the... Really what we're going to be doing today is I've been sitting out there just like you, listening to Chris. And as I've been listening over the last two weeks, here are some of my thoughts and my reflections on what Chris is talking about. And as I'm doing that, I said, hey, this might be really valuable if I share my thoughts, my reflections, my perception on what's going on. So it's a good time for us to all kind of take a pause, a break, reflect, do some processing, do some deep diving, because this is really important stuff that we're talking about with Romans. And as we do this reflection, we can, there's a couple things that I want to do today, is as we start to reflect, taking this pause to reflect on ourselves and how this pertains to what we're learning, I want us to be able to feel valid and safe in our own skin. That's, that's a big part of what I want to do today, as well as starting to look at others um, in the same way. And, and how am I going to tie that in together? I'll, I'll get into that. So, as we, d- <coughs> excuse me. So as we do this, um, I first want to start off by talking about where we've been in Romans. Okay, a little bit of a refresher. 
So the main point, well, actually, I'm not going to do a refresher because Chris would do way better at this. So if you want to know about what he's been talking about, listen to the last two services. I wasn't kidding. They're really, really great. But in a nutshell, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling from these two is a couple things have really stood out to me. The first thing being is that Romans has historically been used as a weapon to really hurt other people. We've talked about that, especially the queer community. It's been used as a form of justification at why um, this sort of whatever, <laughs> I mean, you could say a thousand different words that has been said through churches, but why this is wrong. And in, in addition, Romans has, and the Bible has just been used to justify a lot of hurting other people and putting other people down. So that is one thing that Chris has been doing a lot of talking about in Romans. The second thing being that it is really a passage that's quite the opposite, that we all get to belong. We all get to be in this kingdom. We all get to be a part of this. And it's not because you do X, Y, and Z, or if you do this ritual, or if you believe this way, you get to be in. It's like, no, this is, this is open for all of us. So that's a little bit of a refresher on where we're at with Romans. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share my story, my perspective on life, and kind of focusing in on why I see the world the way that I do, why I think the way that I do, the biases that I have, and why I talk about what I talk about. So for one, <laughs> as I was preparing this, I was like, I don't know if I've ever really done that. And when I'm up here, I say a lot of crazy stuff, and I preach, and I talk about the same stuff a lot. So I thought maybe this would be a good chance for you all to see where I'm coming from and why I talk about what I talk about and why I'm really passionate about it and where I'm coming from. Because if you can understand that, you, you might be able to get a little bit more out of what I'm actually saying. And the second thing is, like I said in the beginning, this is gonna be an experiment. We're gonna do this together. So I'm gonna exemplify, I guess, through my story, I'm gonna be picking apart my story and saying, oh, this is why I see the world the way that I do. And by the end of it, I hope that you're able to do the same thing. Now, we all do this on, in some form or another um, when we're thinking, but I thought that this, if you've already done this and you're great at this, sweet. This is just a week where we get to pause and do this and do this practice together of, hey, where do I come from and why is that beautiful? Why is that okay? And so, and then also we're going we're gonna to add a little twist at the end of, of what we can do to take that a step further. So we're going to be focusing in on my journey of spirituality and why I think about spirituality, Christianity, the way that I do, and why that's valid and why that's okay. So my story starts, well, oh, 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 before we start, it's important to know this. I am not telling my story, this is not story time. This is not look at me and here's why Christianity stinks and why I hate this and why I hate that. No, no, no. I am simply just telling you the way that I see the world, and, the th and that's okay, and you're going to see the world a little bit different, and that's okay. I'm not up here to make statements of truth. I'm just telling you the way that I view the world. That is very key. Also, the reason, the way that I see the world is formed off of my own experiences. I've had different experiences than all of you. It's formed off of my biases and my trauma. Those are three things that I guarantee none of you have the exact same <laughs> as I do. So this is just my perception of the world, and I'm going to tell you why this is important when we get into it. Okay, so a little bit of my story. Here we go in terms of Christianity. I, since I could, 
walk, breathe, talk, listen, comprehend. I have been in church uh, at age of four, I believe. I started going to uh, Christian preschool. It was a private preschool, and this wasn't like a charter school, but this was a very in-depth Christian school. You show up, you would do prayer in the morning, you would do, there was, does it, do you guys know what the Christian flag is? Is that a thing, right? Okay, I thought maybe I was crazy. So there's a Christian flag, and you would like do a pledge to it. I didn't, I haven't, I haven't seen a Christian flag since that time, but we would like do the pledge to the Christian flag and to the American flag. We would learn Bible verses. We would do lots of praying, praying for each other, learn about Jesus's life, learn, um, be reading through the Bible. At one point, I memorized the whole book of Hebrews. It was, it was a very in-depth school. And so the, the negative sides of this, though, is where my perception started being formed of the world was that not only did we learn a lot about the Bible, but it was very salvation-based. You have to say this prayer, and you're into heaven. And then there was a lot of fear that came along with that, that if you, if you are apart from God, then you're going to hell, and you're going to burn. And there was also very grace, uh, again, salvation-based, where if you say this prayer, if you do these things, then you're in. And if you don't do these things, you're out. And also, it's not a one-time thing. You don't just get to say the prayer and get into heaven. You have to actively be doing all these things or you risk falling short. And here's where my perception started to get turned. Okay, that's great for us adults because maybe we can comprehend that. We can see the difference of like, oh, yes, this is grace. I understand. But to a kid, when I've done some reflection, re reflection on my life, all I was hearing is that I'm not good enough and, and I always need something else to be better. So that is already where my perception of the world is starting to be formed. That everything I do, it doesn't matter. In myself, I'm dirty and I'm wrong. And I need something else to save me. Again, as an adult, we can see a little bit of, <laughs> not really, but there's at least more of the understanding of where that idea comes from. But as a kid, and when that's being hammered into you all day long, man, that, that, that starts to get kind of tough. So more grace, more grace, more grace. So in addition, I'm going to a church Bible study or a youth group Sunday school on Wednesday nights and Sundays. So I'm like getting this stuff all day long, every day besides Saturdays. In addition, uh, I lived in a very white part of the world. Well, we're in Minnesota. It's a very white part as it is. But <laughs> I grew up in Maple Grove, so um, my school's around there. It was me and my buddy, Jaron. He was black, and I was Mexican, and that was it for pretty much the whole school. I think he maybe had two cousins there, too. And I had a lot of friends in my neighborhood that weren't Christian. And so I'm starting to form relationships with people that aren't Christian, <laughs> And, um, and, and then as a person of color, I'm a little bit outed. So already I'm starting to feel, the story you're starting to see is I'm getting pushed a little bit more this way and this way. Okay, fear, I don't like this. I'm starting to go this way. Okay, as a person of color, I'm feeling a little outed. I'm pushing, being pushed this way. As per a person that has friends that aren't Christian, I'm starting to feel this, get pushed this way. And so it's starting to, it's starting to kind of feel a little icky to me. Now, that being said, I had a lot of great memories of this time in my life. It was, it's not like it was all bad. I'm just telling you this is how my view of Christianity is at this time, that I should be afraid of it, and that if I'm not doing the right thing, 
I'm bad. So naturally, if something hurts or something's bad, we naturally don't want to be near it. If you, if you touch a hot stove, you're not just going to leave your hand there. Or if something's dangerous, you kind of want to stand back a little bit. If you see a rattlesnake, you're stepping back a little bit, right? It's, it, it, it's fear. It's, um, we're kind of moving away from that. So then as I'm going through and starting to understand, let's say, you know, I'm moving up into fifth and sixth grade. I'm still in this private school, still learning these things. And now I'm starting to understand a little bit of, of what's going on. Now my brain's processing a little bit more, and I'm starting to look at the story of Jesus. And now this stuff really isn't starting to make sense. So big things at this time in my life that are pressures on me. First thing being that I, again, I said this before, is that I had friends that weren't Christian. And I took a lot of heat for that. Well, Mike, you're, you, uh, what is it, Chris? Slippery slope. Slippery slope. You hang out with that guy. Man, I heard that, uh, I heard that he says swear words. Mike, if you're hanging out with him, he might be an influence and he might take you away from the kingdom of God. And if you're away from the kingdom of God, you might not go to heaven. Oh, man, well, he showed me this new album, Green Day Dookie, and there was a dog and there was poop on the front. So, and if you listen to that and you're looking at that, oh, man, Mike, that's a slippery slope. And, but at the, at the other time, I told you we were really studying the Bible at this school that I was at, and I'm looking at the story of Jesus, and I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys are all giving me heat. Oh, actually, hold on. I'll get to that in a second. I got to get back to my pressures. See? Speaking of pressures, my next one, severe ADHD. Surprise, surprise. My bouncing back and forth. Getting a lot of heat for that one, too. Mike, you can't remember anything. What are you stupid? Hey, focus on me. Focus on me. Hey, go sit at the back of the room because you're not listening. Hey, you can't fidget in class. Stop tapping. You're not good enough. So again, this message of you're not good enough, like I mentioned, being a person of color, jokes and jokes upon being a person of color, being Mexican, I must be poor, here's what you must eat, do you even like hamburgers, do you even like this food? Like, you know, in fun um, from coming from friends, but not fun to me, not when you're being outed and you're already feeling all these other things like I'm not good enough. So there's these, these layers upon layers of you're not good enough, you're out, you're out. So starting to like uh, still walk this way a little bit more, uh, even now, and as a kid, always been relatively emotional, willing to pour out my feelings. Um, and what were some other things? Oh, uh, I've always kind of been kind of silly. I've been a younger sibling. These are all things that were used against me to, Mike, you're not good enough. Now, again, there's, I'm more so talking about some of the negative stuff. There's a, lot of more, there's a lot more positive stuff to my childhood. It was actually pretty great. It wasn't that bad. I'm just talking about why I have the view, the negative view of some things that I do. So, I've got all these pressures on me, okay? And I am at a point where I'm kind of like, uh, now I'm getting back to what I said before, with doing a lot of studying of the Bible. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm starting to see Jesus. I really like this Jesus guy. He stood for some great stuff. And you know what? His message seems to be a l very much counter to what I'm feeling right now. Jesus' message was like, hey, I'm here for everybody. The kingdom of God is at hand. But over here, everybody's telling me I'm not good enough and I can't live up to that. But Jesus is saying I am. So f that's my first, like, it, you know, grade school is my first time where I'm like, there's some contradictions here to what I'm learning and what the church is putting on me. Like, this is not matching up with Jesus. And that's when I'm in, like, fifth and sixth grade. It, it was pretty cool. Okay, so then I go into public school uh, in, in middle school. 
And this is where I want to talk about some trauma, because this one's, this one's pretty heavy, and it really has shaped my perception. I haven't thought about it a lot until right now. So I haven't said this. There's a lot of people that I haven't told about this. I've maybe told my therapist, and I've told a couple of friends. So I've never said this publicly. I don't even know how much of my family knows about this. But I went through quite a bit of sexual abuse from a young age over many years. And that, it's, it's sad because if you've been a victim, I always thought that it was my fault. And partially because I thought I was a willing participant. But secondly, this message over here that I'm getting in school and everything else is that I'm not good enough and everything is my fault. And I am dirty. So that is my first problem. That is the first thing that's really tough. Like when we're, when we're putting this on people and we're saying, hey, th this idea of that you have to measure up to be this or else God's not going to love you. Man, if you're a victim, that's victim mentality, and that is, that's so broken, and that is, it's damning. It, it sucks, because then you have a kid like me that has that ingrained in his head that he's never good enough, and so now I'm the victim of something terrible, and I think it's my fault, because everything in the world is my fault, right? So at that time, it didn't really bother me, and actually, surprisingly enough, this has never really bothered me. I've, I've kind of reconciled my trauma um, I don't hold any ill feelings. I never have because I always thought it was my fault. I actually don't even hate myself because I guess maybe, I don't know, for whatever understanding, I understand that these things happen. But where it does really affect me is where I don't realize and where I haven't realized it's affecting me. And that was has been in big part my sexuality. So now you're probably going to see where this has caused problems within the church. So middle school, starting at a young age, I'm starting to have a lot more urges than maybe my friends would. I'm like, hey, here's what I want to be doing, or here's what I'm thinking about. People are like, whoa, you're crazy. And it wasn't until, like, recently when I worked through this with a therapist that I realized, it, back then I thought I was just crazy. Oh, I'm just a bad person because I'm having these thoughts. Here's where it's messed up, is in, internally, I'm going to church, and not only are all these other pressures on me that you're bad and you're not living up to this, but hey, in terms of sexuality, sex before marriage, or even thinking sexual thoughts or anything like that, you must, you're falling short of God, and you're not okay. Well, for me, I'm starting, uh, again, my, my brain's not fully processed, but this sucks because this isn't my fault. I can't control this. I don't know what's, I don't know why I'm thinking this. My brain's been messed up from something that's been done to me. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that I'm bad and I'm evil and I'm short because I'm having these urges that I, I don't know where they're coming from. Like, it's so backwards to me. And, it, and it's so frustrating. And it's, and it's been used as a point of shame and of guilt. So on top of all these other things. So again, I'm starting to step away again. I'm saying, hey, I kind of want to go more over towards this Jesus guy because he says no matter what's happened to me. And I'm watching the stories that he's done in the Bible, the people that he's talked to and the people that he's forgiven, and the people just like me. So I want to come over here towards you, Jesus, and away from Christianity over here that you're telling me that I'm bad, I'm evil, and, or that I, and I can't live up to something. So you're starting to see that I'm starting to leave Christianity in the past, but I'm trying to walk closer to Jesus, trying to walk closer to spirituality towards God. So then, okay, fast forward a little bit. Okay, I, this is all happening through high school. 
and into college. And at this point, I'm really like, oh, yeah, I totally want to do church and I want to love God, but I'm like stepping away from church. I'm not really going to youth group anymore, kind of have, don't have interest in it. And if I go, it's for to be social. And I go to college and I'm not even going to church until I find this wonderful, inclusive, great, big, mega church. Wow, this is great. For the first time in my life, I'm included. Welcome, everybody. Everybody here is welcome. Everybody gets to play. You are beautiful and wonderful just as you are. Yes, let's work through that trauma in the past, and it's okay because God loves you and you're accepted. Wow, this feels really, really great. I'm in. I'm full in. And at this point in my life, I did learn a lot of great stuff here. I learned a lot of great things about myself, about spirituality, but the same thing started to happen where I'm starting to love all this, and the, but I've said the word but about a thousand times, but that's the point. There's a but. Mike, you can play. Everybody gets to play in the kingdom, but except if you're this way. Except if you're having sex before marriage. Except if you're of the queer community. Except if you identify as something other than cis. It's you, you, the kingdom of God is for you unless. It was a lot less than what I had grown up, but there was still that but. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, again? I thought I had it. Like I thought somebody had actually figured it out. Here we go again. It's not matching up. Again, I have to live up to, I have to be something else. And here's the hard part that I want to share about this is, again, this is all about my perspective. So my perspective, in, 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 as we're summing it up right now, is I'm never good enough for all of these different reasons, but God is good enough. God is sufficient enough. And I, I, God is telling me I'm beautiful, but the world isn't, and Christianity isn't. I'm like back and forth, back and forth, riding this wave of like, what the heck is going on? So... It's around this time now that I get a job working for St. Louis County. I'm working with Native American families, find out that my heritage is Native in, it, in itself, and I start learning from some spiritual leaders within the community. I have a spiritual mentor that is Native, and now I'm starting to realize, okay, here's, here's a new perspective that I have on life. God is so much bigger than I ever realized. God is working within a different culture, within a different, in a sense, religion. I wouldn't really call, like, an indigenous culture religion, but in a, a, a different faith set. And God is working fully through there, just like God is working in my life. Okay, now this is starting to match up a little bit more of what Jesus is talking about. Okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit more truth here. And then where the real big kicker was is, then um, I was elected at St. Louis County to do some inclusive work. I've talked about this a ton. I won't go into details about that. If you want to ask me about that later, you can. But at this point, I have to do, and I'm doing a lot of research on where um, just racial inequality comes from and how it is ingrained in our system here and, lo and behold, how it's directly linked, directly, I don't know why that's directly, because I don't have two hands to do this, why it's directly linked with Christianity. And so light bulb goes on. Here's my perspective of the world. This kid that is growing up always like not feeling like Christianity over here. Is right. There's something missing. There's something wrong. Jesus is over here. This seems more right. This, oh, now I get it. Because all of this is influenced by culture, by dominant, um, by 
why am I hesitating to say dominant white culture? Because that scares a lot of people. But like um, by dominant white culture. And so the agenda of Christianity, and again, this is just my perception. I'm not, it is, oh, it's, this isn't Jesus. This is just an agenda making me feel like I'm not, and it, and it directly overlaps with any of the oppression that any of us have felt. You're not good enough or you can't match up. I'm thinking about um, women. Well, you're not good enough, so you can't vote. I'm thinking about people of color. Well, you're not good enough, so you can't be this. I'm thinking about uh, your gender, your sexuality, all these things that you're not like the rest of us. Oh, now I get it. So now I'm at that, and this is where I'm at today. This is my perception is, man, this is so dangerous. And this is why I talk about Christianity in the way that I do. And not that I hate Christianity or that I hate God or that I'm walking away. I'm just a person that has had my own hurt and my own perspective of the world. And I'm trying to figure out where I lie and where I'm loved and where I'm accepted. Now, why would I just tell you this whole story? Because what I just did is I went through... I've done this many times, and I've thought about my story and my life, and why am I the way that I am? Because if I don't do that, what I'm doing is I'm constantly blaming myself for things. And I'm saying, this was my fault. Or I'm getting down on myself. Or I'm saying, I'm not good enough. But if I go back and I look at my story, there's some really good reasons why I am the way that I am. And I'm just a person that has been trying to navigate a broken world and an amazing world, trying to find God and trying to be closer to God and whatever that looks like, trying to be closer to spirituality. And these things that I'm not good enough, those don't come from me. Those are not faults of my own. It was not my fault that I was abused. It's not my fault that I have attention problems. It's not my fault that um, I was, <laughs> it's not like, I think of, like, being born a sinner. It's like, what did I ever do? I was just a little baby. Like, geez, what did I do that I got to go burn in hell, you know? Like, these are the things that I'm thinking of. And so it's such a wonderful thing to be able to do because if we can um, sit and look at our own story and validate ourselves and say, hey, that my story is valid. My story matters. That's what I'm inviting each of you to do as you go through today. Look at your story and tell your story to yourself. And if you want to tell your story to other people, because your perspective matters. The things that you've been through matter because they validate who you are as a person. And the first step is, is if you can accept that within yourself, that my views and my connection with God matters, then, then you are on the, the step to more inclusion for not only yourself, but to others. And nobody... I don't. Chris doesn't. Nikki doesn't. Your parents, your friends, your family. Nobody gets to tell you your experiences are not valid and you need to believe in God in a different way because those people are not you. You have, got, you have lived your own life in your connection with God. And it is so broken for somebody that has no idea, for Mike, who has no idea what it's like to be a woman, to tell Nikki, here's what you need to do as a woman. Here's how you need to be. It doesn't make sense. Or it is me as a young guy and Chris a super old guy. Chris is a young man. Here's, it's, it's all of our perspectives are different and they're all valid. And that, bringing it back to Romans and what we're talking about, that is what I think, we're, or from what Chris says, is what Paul is really talking about. 
what Jesus's story is, is all of our stories matter. We are all valid. Now, here's the other side of things that I, I want to bring in here. And actually, just to give me a second to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Because I had some really good stuff in here. Okay. No, this is good. So here's where I want to bring it kind of together. Is as we start to accept ourselves, now I can go through the world and I can look at Dietrich and I can say, you know what, man? I have accepted my own perception of the world and the things that I've been through, the things that have happened to me matter and are okay. So I know you've got your own story too. And I know the things that you've been through and the way that you are is valid. And the way that you are connecting with the creator is between you and the creator. And now I can have more grace and I can have more inclusivity for you, no matter what your set of beliefs are, no matter whether you believe and in, in you follow God or your spiritual path is of something else. You follow some other deity, whether you don't follow a deity at all. I can acknowledge you as a human being. And again, that is what, as Chris would say, and, and I, what I believe is what Paul is really, uh, yeah, Paul. <laughs> I almost said Saul. <laughs> I like Saul. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to him as Saul. I'm sure he'd love that. So, but that's where we can continue to have, we can see, and we can have that inclusivity and love for others. So here's the challenge that I have today is, are we brave enough to do this? Are we brave enough to include ourselves, to look at our stories and love ourselves and say, my story matters? Are we brave enough to then look at others and say, their story matters? I'm going to stand up here every time I come up, and I'm going to say a lot of the things that I just said, and I'm going to go with inclusivity, and that might lose me friends, that might lose me family, that might lose me people in my life. But you know what? Growing up where I did and the things that I, uh, the Christianity that I lived in, all Christianity told me was that for the kingdom of God, I had to go be a witness and lose my life. Like verses like that, like unless you lose your life for God, the kingdom of God is not for you. But that was done through exclusion. That was done for you have to go to somebody and tell them your ways are wicked. Your sexuality is wicked. And you know what? I don't care if you're not my friend. I'm doing it for the kingdom of God. I would rather lose friends for inclusion. Because in my mind, I'm doing the same thing. If I'm following those Bible verses, that's my perspective of the way that the Bible is. I'm willing to go out there and I'm willing to say, you're included. I'm included. My story is included. Your story is included. And if I lose friends and family for that... Well, then just like the Christians taught me, I'm losing it for the kingdom of God. And I would rather err on the side of inclusion than exclusion. So uh, as we go on for today, that, that's just my challenge. Love yourself, folks. Look at your story and, and tell yourself and, and really believe that you are valid. And then look to others and say where they are valid. And, and, and together, uh, as, we go through, as we continue to go through Romans, maybe we can continue to do this reflection and really see where um, we can uh, form this inclusive community that we've been trying to build here. So thanks, y'all, for listening, and thanks for letting me be the stage for saying some stuff I've never said before. So thanks, y'all. Have a good one.